Welcome to the Small Scale Life Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Thomers. This is Season 2, Episode 7, and today we're going to talk about the evil dampening off disease. We'll discuss what it is and how to prevent it. I had my share of it, and it's disheartening to lose a whole tray of seedlings to this disease. So let's talk about it a little bit. In case you're new to the podcast, Small Scale Life is a blog and a podcast dedicated to developing a sustainable life through gardening, healthy living, frugal living, and having adventures along the way. At Small Scale Life, we're always focused on learning, doing, and growing. Before we begin the show, let's talk about some of the friends of Small Scale Life. Hey everybody, the weather is getting warmer and it's time to start thinking about planting fruit trees. If you're thinking about planting American elderberry, American plum, Bartlett pears, black locust, or even something like Comfrey Bocking 14 or Comfrey Bocking 4, you really need to check out Greg Burns' site and store at naturesimagefarm.com. Use a code SSL for 10% off all nursery stock plus free shipping. Check out Greg's site at naturesimagefarm.com today. Do you want to share your gardening story and experiences? Do you have questions about plants, blight, or critters? Do you want to join a fun community online? You should join us at the Small Scale Gardening Facebook group. I created this group in April of 2015 so that people could share their gardening and harvest preservation stories. Our group has everything from container gardeners to homesteaders to urban farmers. Stop by and take a look around and share your story. Continue to learn, do, and grow on the Small Scale Gardening Facebook group. And finally, we have local author Aaron Clary from captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. He has just released a new book titled Reconnaissance Man. In this book, Aaron recommends that young men and women take time after high school to explore the country, find out who they are, where they belong, and what they want out of life. Become a reconnaissance man or woman. It's easier, much more fun, and it's how life was meant to be lived. This book is available on Amazon in paperback and Kindle. Hey, everybody. I've been talking and writing a lot about indoor gardening lately. How to start, the equipment needed, tips and steps to starting, and of course, uh, it's time to talk about blight and disease while gardening indoors. It happens, it's life, and but I think we can do things to minimize it. One of the biggest problems and biggest uh, foes I've had when gardening indoors is something called damping off disease. This is a fungus, it's a mold, and it attacks seedling roots, it attacks the stems, it attacks the leaves, and it can devastate a whole tray of your seedlings. Your seedlings will wilt, and that's probably the first sign. The stem will turn kind of white and get really thin, and eventually the seedling just dies. The, the leaves wither, and it just dies. I've seen whole trays get devastated. I've heard Nick Ferguson from HomegrownLiberty.com talk about it. Uh, he got hit with it last year. I got hit with it last year. I mean, I've always known, I've always seen some molds in my soil, especially when it's too wet and too cold, and I didn't know what it was, but when you're, when it attacks your seeds and they all start to die, the seedlings start to die, then you know it's dampening off disease, damping off disease. Um, I'm really focused on, um, I found a great article uh, on the U of M, it's uh, University of Minnesota, their extension program, it talks about damp seedling damping off, and uh, it's by Michelle Grabowski. I've got a link to it here in the, the show notes, but I figured I'd just kind of walk through it and uh, talk about the different tips. It's got uh, about mm, uh, eight tips here, seven tips, seven, eight tips on um, 
uh, eight tips on how to manage it. Uh, and I'll just talk about those tips and I'll talk about my own experience with it. So, um, follow the show notes. You can go to the U of M, uh, diseases damping off uh, page and I'll talk about some of these things and you can actually see a really nice picture of a seedling coming through the soil in this mold it looks like little hairs attacking the seedling it's uh, I've seen this before in my own trays and it's really um, it really stinks when you see that and your seeds start to die so um, the damping off it's a, it's a mold, it's a fungus, and the pathogens live in all soil, uh, particularly garden soil or compost that you're bringing in from the outside. That's why, um, you know, in the previous podcast, episode uh, six, I talked about getting pot, the importance of getting potting mix from your store. And chances are pretty good that that stuff is going to be better than going out to your garden, even though you're saving a few bucks and you're going to bring in... Um, bacteria and molds from your garden from your compost bed or your even even your raised beds um if you buy that potting mix it's been treated and um manufactured in such a way to hopefully minimize those things you know there's uh the the pathogens um are really uh they they really go to town and and they really uh, grow rapidly in cold environments, especially like my basement where it's unfinished. It's, uh, uh, you know, 1946 era house with no, uh, finishing in the basement, not much heat. So it gets cold down there. And, uh, the fungus is, um, it loves the cold. It loves water mold. So if you have too much water uh, with your seedlings, those are two conditions where this stuff will just explode. So you have to be careful about that. Um, let's talk about some tips. Uh, well, that's kind of what it is. Let's talk about some tips for managing dampening off, damping off disease. Um, you know, a lot of us, uh, number one, using containers or flats in your seed trays. Um, you know, this is related to, um, folks that might be trying to save a nickel or save a buck by, uh, planting directly in the seed tray. And I did this, I did this last year, uh, put the soil right in this in typical seed tray and just added my soils there and nice little rows. And, uh, what ended up happening, happening was I was watering from the top down instead of adding water to the seed tray and having it wick up into, uh, the container, uh, that the seed tray, that, that had all the seeds. So, um, adding water from the top down, you're just, you're just encouraging mold and this fungus to grow on the top of the soil and that's going to attack your plants. So that's a good way to lose your seedlings is to do it that way. Um, so use a container or the cell packs for your seeds. That's number one. And, uh, when, you know, Again, a lot of us are frugal and a lot of us reuse our containers and seed trays and cells and tools from year to year. So you'll want to sterilize containers, trays, and tools. Uh, that's number two. You sterilize containers, trays, and tools. And the way you do this is you uh, mix up a solution of bleach. So bleach and water, about 10% of that is bleach. And soak your tray, your trays and containers and tools for about 30 minutes in that, in that uh, solution. And that will take care of the fungus um, is by doing that. At least start to anyway. Okay, well, we talked a little bit about watering in number one. Um, number three is uh, let the water wick into the container. So we'll, so we'll 
we'll come back to watering again. Put water in the tray and uh, let the water wick into your containers naturally. Wicking is a physics property called ca- it's it's part of physics. It's capillary action, and it's like. Um, it's like you're you're putting your towel or your, or your shirt at the very edge of a puddle, and if you ever did that, you'll notice that the the water just soaks up into that shirt. It's it's fine trying to find equilibrium through uh, this this physics property called capillary action. It's filling up all the capillaries and trying to find equilibrium. Soil is the same way. I have it in a container, and the container is in that tray. The tray has the water in it. It'll f- come up through that hole, and it'll naturally water the soil from from below. So that's why I say bottom up, not top down. Um, it's the same premise and principle that I use in the hybrid rain gutter grow system that I have, uh, the wicking beds I use. Um, it works great. It takes a little longer to water things because it does go from bottom up, but I tell you, it works great. And, um, and that's something I will be, will be doing in my future, uh, garden beds to help keep everything watered. So um, we're using the same principle here. Uh, So putting in the water in the tray and letting that wick up into the plants, that'll help um, keep damp, damping off disease at bay. Uh, The other thing, the other note I would make, um, I guess it's kind of a tip or a bonus tip. Uh, A lot of the seed trays will have domes and they'll say, Oh, use this dome, put the dome on top of the seed tray and, and um, you know, use that. Um, no, I, I don't use domes anymore. And, uh, a couple of reasons why I don't use domes. One, you're kind of, yes, you're creating a greenhouse environment, but that moisture is, um, especially with heating trays on the bottom, all that moisture, it starts to evaporate and it collects on the top and then it'll, it'll drop down almost like rain on the top of your soil. So in fact, you're watering from the top down again, right? Um, the other thing is with the dome and you're using heat trays, you can almost, um, in all that condensation on the top of your dome, you can't see the soil below. So it looks like everything's getting water because there's all this condensation on the top of your dome, but really your soil might be dome dry or might be dome dry. It might be bone dry. So that's why I don't use those domes. I just don't use them anymore. So I don't even buy them. I don't waste my time on them. Don't waste my money on them. So, um, you'll see some pictures that I've had over the years where I am using those domes. I'm recommending not to do that anymore. So again, we're using wicking. We're not using the dome. That was your little bonus tip for the day right there. The University of Minnesota Extension also uh, recommends using warm water to water your seedlings. And this is around 68 to 77 degrees. Um, I've never done this before, but it makes sense to me because you're keeping the soil warm. Again, right? Dampening dampening off disease. It likes cold, cool cool soil. So if your water is warm, that's going to, again, help warm up your, um, warm up your soil. So that, that makes sense to me, really staying on the topic of water. When you water only put a quarter to a third inch into the tray. Remember we've got our tray, we've got our containers of soil and seeds in the tray. So, and we've warmed up the water. So we only want a quarter to a third inch of water in there. We don't want to oversaturate that soil. Um, you know, wet, sloppy, soil is going to encourage the mold and fungus to grow. You just want slightly moist soil. Uh, Too wet is not good. So um, just put a quarter to a third of of water in the soil, uh, in the tray, and that'll wick up into the soil. That's a constant question when I go to teach um, 
when I go to, to elementary schools and I, I go in and I show them, uh, and we actually plant beans. We did that last year at a couple of schools and it was a lot of fun. That was a constant question is how much water, how much water? So it's, you know, you just want mo- slightly moist soil, just moist soil, not, uh, not super saturated. That's just going to encourage, encourage problems. We don't want to encourage problems here. Number six, heating pads help keep the dampening, uh, damping off disease at bay. Keeping that soil, we talked about this, keeping the soil nice and warm and a little moist, it's going to be perfect conditions for growing seeds and then just keeping that that uh, that fungus down to a minimum. They, the fungus really likes those cold, damp soils, cold, wet soil. So uh, the heating pads are great. And I've got... Uh, in the uh, in the previous uh, episode, a previous podcast, I talked about the uh, the grow uh, the heating pads, and then on the uh, 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 the grow how to grow indoors. There's uh, the type of heating pad that I use that are available at big box store. They run about twenty five bucks, and I love them. They just work great, and you can use them for more other things besides your heating tray, uh, heating up trays of soil and and seeds. Um, but they work darn good for that. So, uh, check out those other links. Um, well, there'll be, there'll be links in the show notes for that too. All right. Number seven, use a good draining soil potting mix. That is one of the keys here is to use good draining soil. Uh, again, we're not bringing soil in from the outside. We're buying our store, uh, we're buying our soil from stores and, uh, that stuff is drains pretty well. And, uh, again, don't use your garden soil or compost. Number eight, <clears throat> So as our plants are growing, there might be a temptation uh, to fertilize those plants. Do not fertilize your seedlings, okay? Do not fertilize your seed, seedlings. You could fertilize them once some several of the true leaves have developed, but really do not fertilize your seedlings. Adding more nitrogen, adding more nutrients to the soil, and in these potting mix, there's already fertilizers in there, but adding more nutrient, um, you're going to just encourage fungus to grow, fungus and molds to grow. They'll just take that nutrient and go to town. Well, so what are true leaves? True leaves, um, when your when your seeds start to grow, you'll have two, uh, typically they'll form one or two roundish leaves. Those are not the true leaves; those are the first leaves. Uh, the next leaves that that grow, um, those are your true leaves. They they look like the leaves of say a tomato plant. They'll look like a tomato plant leaf. They'll look like a cucumber plant. They'll look like a um, you know. They'll look like a pepper plant. It's not going to be those round, goofy little uh, first leaves. They'll be the true leaves. They'll look like the plant species leaves once it's mature and grown. So um, they have the distinct color and the distinct shape of that plant species. Some people, especially the mitt lighter folks, people that use the mitt lighter method, uh, check that out out at growfood.com. They do suggest fertilizing. I've never done it really uh, with my seedlings. Um, if you're going to do it, and I, I don't encourage it, again, the potting mix has fertilizer in it, so you really don't need to do this. Do not fertilize at full strength. Really water that stuff down. I When I fertilize now, I, I, I change all the fertilizer into liquid fertilizer. So, um you know, I'll take the dry stuff and throw it into a five-gallon bucket um, according to how much I'm going to need and use. Um, but then uh, 
you're going to really want to water any fertilizer down to a quarter strength. Um, you know, the full-blown um, solution or the full-blown fertilizer could really burn your seedlings, salt the earth, salt the soil, and you're really going to encourage those molds and funguses to grow, the pathogens to grow. So uh, I, I just don't do it. Um, just don't do the fertilizer thing with your seedlings. It's just a bad idea. You know, things are going to grow. Things are growing. Just let them go. Um, you know, you'll be able to add supplements and everything once you transplant them into uh, your garden beds uh, in the near future. But just let them go. Let them grow. Um, you don't need to fertilize this stuff. And again, if you're buying um, soil mix or soil from the store, your potting mix, it's already got some in there. So you just don't want to compound your problem and damage your plants because you're getting uh, impatient. Remember, this is a long game. Growing plants is the long game. Um, you need to have some patience. You need to wait. Um, things will be fine. You'll be growing in soil soon, but uh, just stay away from the fertilizer. That's just, uh, that's just, pouring gas on a potential fire and it, it could explode right in your face. So just hold off, hold up, hold up, hold off. And uh, you'll be able to uh, add amendments to the soil in the near future to help the plants along. Uh, number nine, it's all about light, you know, water, light, soil. Those are your three basic elements. So let's talk about light. And really you want to provide 12 to 16 hours of light from your grow light uh, from your grow light of choice. And I talked about those in the last, in episode six, I talked about different lighting options. Also, uh, how to garden indoors, uh, article. I talked about a couple options, uh, there. I use cheap lights from the big box store. They only cost 12, uh, 10 bucks per light, um, or less and just cheap shop lights. That's what I'm using. It works great. I've been using it for years. Uh, there's more expensive options out there. Um, <clears throat> Another little bonus tip, um, you know, when you're providing light from a grow light, uh, you want to keep those grow lights very close to the soil, uh, especially before the seedlings emerge. You only want to keep the light a couple inches, one to two inches away from the top of the soil, and then one to two inches from the top of the seedlings once they sprout. Uh, if you keep the lights further away, like five, six inches away, the your seedlings tend to get leggy. And what that means is they get kind of spindly and they get tall as they stretch towards the light. So if we keep the light down towards the soil, down towards the seedling, it allows that seedling to concentrate growth on the stem and not try to reach for the sun, reach for the light. Um, and that'll really, really help. So um, again, keep the lights low and just raise them slowly as your, as your seedlings grow. And it, you'll be surprised how fast they grow. The, th the stems will be thicker. They'll be more uh, sturdy. And as you, as they grow, just, you know, I have my lights on a chain and I keep moving the lights up um, as the seedlings grow. And you'll find that the seedlings will grow right up to the lights, go right past the lights eventually. And it's kind of fun to, to see that happen. But um, uh, just, you know, make sure your light is adjustable. It kind of goes with, uh, uh, you know, uh, that, was a t that was a point that I didn't make in the last podcast is, you know, make sure you can adjust the height of your light. So, um, but keep it close. You know, you'll get an additional benefit that the light will keep your soil, the top of your soil, um, a little warmer and uh, the light, you know, fungus doesn't like the light, you know, so keeping that light close will help as well. Um, 
So those are the nine tips for uh, managing damp, damping off disease. I think uh, probably most critical steps or tips, um, water, water from the bottom up, not the top down. You know, have that water in the tray. Use the fresh potting mix, potting soil from the store. I think that's, that's a key uh, tip. Um, again, spend a couple bucks. You'll, you'll thank me in the long run for that. Sterilize the containers and tool. That's a key tip. And uh, keep the soil warm with your heating pad and your light strategy. I think those, those four are the, probably the most critical tips um, to managing damp, damping off disease. You know, damping off disease is, is a natural thing. You know, it's, uh, these are natural molds, natural pathogens in the soil. And, but we can take steps to reduce or eliminate the losses from it. Um, you know, take your time, spend a couple bucks. I know, you know, times are tight for everybody, but, you know, spend a couple bucks on the right equipment and follow the right steps. Be patient be patient and your seedlings are just going to be that much happier and healthier and, and they'll become mature plants. I mean, we are getting close. Um, you know, here we're about eight weeks, you know, eight weeks from planting in the soil. So we are getting very close to spring. You just, uh, it's spring and summer. You just gotta have a little patience, go through the right steps and, uh, and you'll get there. Spend a couple bucks. You know, it's, it's okay. It's all right. It, it's more devastating to spend the money on the seeds and take the time and do all the steps. And then suddenly, you know, because you're watering from the top down, you suddenly have a whole tray that dies out on you. That is the most frustrating thing. I can say that from experience, especially because I was using up some of the last seeds I have a certain variety. So take your time. You know, take your time, spend the money, and uh, it'll be okay. It'll be probably, most likely, it'll be okay. I mean, there's always a chance, right? There's always a chance you could win the lottery, and I hope you do. So that's about it, guys. Um, hope you had, um, hope you're going, getting on this and growing some stuff indoors. Hope you never have to deal with dampening, damping off uh, disease. It happens. It happens to the best of us. Not saying I'm the best or anything, but it happens to all of us. Um, good luck. And let us know how you're doing with your indoor gardening efforts. I'm really curious how it's going for you, if this is useful. If you have other tips or other things that uh, that we haven't talked about yet, I know um, we'll get into the whole hardening off process where your plants are getting more mature. We're getting closer to trans, uh, transplanting them. We'll get into that. We'll talk about soil amendments. Uh, we're still working on our... Uh, our garden planning series. Uh, we'll be starting to talk about um, different planting, uh, uh, planting beds, different like raised beds, vertical beds, high, uh, hybrid rain gutter grow systems. We're going to get into all that here really quickly. Um, I've got a project coming up um, where we're going to put this into practice. Uh, I'm moving my whole garden uh, up to my mom's and taking everything down here and moving it up there. So it's building from scratch. And uh, all of these principles are going to come into play there. And uh, stay tuned for that. It's going to be a good learning uh, experiment. At the same time, I'm going to be experimenting with a couple new wicking beds on my own. So lots going on this year. Still pay attention. Pay, uh, you know, uh, lots going on this year. Please subscribe. Uh, 
please sign up. Uh, we're going to have a new email list. Uh, I'm going to keep all your stuff uh, private, all your information private, but that way you'll get notifications to um, when new articles, new podcasts, new videos come out. Subscribe here uh, on iTunes or Stitcher if you are listening there. Thank you very much. Uh, YouTube, if we're there, you know, subscribe. Uh, we want you to be part of the community. We're building a community here all around uh, wellness, you know, and gardening is part of our wellness strategy, you know, getting that Zen, getting peace in your life. So please sign up, please subscribe, please rate, let us know how we're doing, you know, and of course your comments and questions, please send them in. Um, it's been a little quiet on the comment front. So feel free to ask questions, feel free to provide comments and your tips. I mean, I, I'm not an expert. Love to hear what you guys are doing or how you've dealt with damp damping off disease or other issues. So good luck. Let us know how you're doing. And uh, always, always continue to learn, do, and grow. This is Tom from the Small Scale Life Podcast. We'll catch you in the very short future. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you soon. Take care, everybody. <laughs>